Ladies and gentlemen, hello, happy new year. Welcome to another episode of Weekly Games Chat, the greatest podcast in the world about video games. My name is Sean. This is episode 431, and it's our first show back from the holiday. Uh, of course, I can't do this alone. It would fail miserably. So thank God John and Chris are here. <laughs> John, say hello to the people. They've missed your voice, my friend. Man, I, looking on this Twitch stream, I forgot how handsome I am compared to the two of you. <laughs> your lighting is impeccable. <laughs> Little bright, ain't it? Uh, it's a little, little warm on your face. Little bright. It's probably fine. And uh, happy yeah, new year, guys! Happy new year. <laughs> uh, Chris, hello, my friend. I've hung out with you a lot today. Yeah, you have. We survived the storm together. We did. We did. Uh, did you guys bother to check on me? Oh no, you didn't. Well, you didn't check on me when I was locked in here. Yeah, you didn't check together. on me the uh music episode i literally sean finally came over today to unlock the door so i could leave after completing the music episode i've lost 50 pounds um <laughs> chris needs some vitamin d sunlight C. wait yes. what uh there's a joke there but no this is uh yeah this is our first show back and just a reminder if this is your first time first time long time uh you can catch this episode streaming on twitch.tv from really any device and it's kind of cool you can see how bright john is today for example uh but also what you hear on twitch it's kind of sometimes a an exclusive because we may say dirty words in between breaks and whatnot oh uh but yeah so normally we kind of get into what we're playing but as if you've listened to this show or if you haven't tradition is on the first time we get back from the break the holiday break um basically we're going to give you guys what we think are our games of the year and we look back on last year and there were five games and i'll say this again in a little bit in case you're checking out right now uh but last year we did our top five so this year you know kind of a little tease we will once again give you our top five but uh that's that's jumping the gun a bit uh what we wanted to do though is just kind of go around the room and, and kind of you know get to know each other again snuggle and uh, are you people <laughs> and, and uh kind of just talk about let you guys know what what kind of stands out oh, what happened over the holiday break did santa bring us anything good uh or any kind of you know whatever <clears throat> so it always makes chris and john uncomfortable when i bring stuff like this to the show because <laughs> they hate everybody <laughs> john only <laughs> likes his wife huh me and John just and sometimes get together just to talk about people we hate. <laughs> yeah, we and do. then also, uh, Chris looks at Penny, and you think he loves Penny, but he constantly reminds Penny that he could have had a guitar instead of her. <laughs> Life would be so much easier. <laughs> That's so funny. I was thinking about Penny the other day, and I was like, I haven't seen Penny on the stream in a long time. I'm like, did he do something to Penny? <laughs> <laughs> she's uh she's she's a big girl now you know what i mean she's been around a while it's been around and uh it it's always cool if we're hanging out in discord and it's it's bone time she knows it's bone time and she's adorable and by she bone is. time i don't mean that john i mean okay like okay <laughs> there's no peanut butter uh <laughs> i just play some bone thugs 
And she comes over and she's like, what's up? But yeah. So John, I kind of want to start. This is a very obviously different because it's a different episode. But uh, you you got something brand new. This I guess is technically during the break. Um, And I think it's really close to you right now, isn't it? Do you want to share with everybody what you got? It is close to me. <laughs> close to you, close to me. So I had, uh, I was, I was looking around. So just forget the suspense. I've got, I've got the, uh, the, what is this called again? The portal. PlayStation portal. <laughs> PlayStation portal. Um, and it was, it was complete. It was complete luck that I got a hold of one because last week I'd gotten a couple of games that I'd put together to trade in. Got a got a couple of gift cards for Christmas from GameStop, so I was I was pretty much getting to the point where I could, if I if I wanted this thing, I would only be out of pocket maybe forty bucks um, to get one. So I started looking at GameStop, and, and nothing was in stock, which didn't shock me because they don't you know they don't restock on a lot of things all the time. So I start looking around for this portal um, at Best Buy and at Walmart and. Amazon and nobody had them. And I went, hold on a second. So I started looking up the portal in the news on, on, on Google. And it's like, it's like this thing under my nose. And I don't know, guys, completely unexpected on my part, because it seemed like this thing was getting, was getting, I'd say 50, 50, but there was enough people out there that were really kind of criticizing this thing. And the reviews on it are, are also 50-50, depending on what you've on what you're on what you're looking at. But you know, it was like I couldn't find one. And according to the recent things that I've read, they didn't ex- expect to get these things fully restocked where they were readily available until sometime in March. So I was like, okay, well, maybe so I, I kind of settled on getting me um, a DualSense Edge. And so I went to GameStop with the sole purpose of picking up an Edge. Um, and the guy had two left in stock. And he, he had to go back into the back room to get a ladder, to get up on a ladder to get it. Um, John, John, you remember John, you remember the, you remember when we picked up that Xbox One in Auburn? <laughs> that yes. wasn't yours. We don't hey, talk you? about that. You- <laughs> That's a great story. So, oh, geez. And I was thinking about it going, why, what if, what if there's one here and I just don't realize it? And so I, I, he was, he was climbing up on the ladder. I said, Hey man, I'm sorry, but would you happen to have a portal? And he looked at me and said, why? Yes, I do. Somebody did not pick it up. And the last day to pick it up was yesterday. Do you want it? I stood there for like 30 seconds and he was like, dude, I'm on a ladder. (laughs) I was like, bro, so I like, out. I need answers because at this point I was really excited about the elite, the, uh, the dual sense edge controller. I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, in my mind, this is what I'm getting. And I was like, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and right. So, and so he brings it out. And so now I've, I've got it and I've been uh, right now. I got uh, resident evil two running on it. Hmm. Um, this is the first time playing Resident Evil 2 on PlayStation 5 and loving the trophies, by the way. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's an interesting device. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the best way to own it, if that makes sense. Because there's a lot of, there's a lot of idiosyncrasies about this device. And it's kind of, you know, it, 
I can't, I'm never, I can't recommend this thing to anybody. The only, but that's not a bad thing. The only thing I would say is if you think your internet can run it, go for it. If you don't think it can, uh, don't bother. Um, and even if you've got fiber, um, or what you think is really good internet, sometimes, sometimes it could still be a crapshoot, but overall I'm, I, I, I just, I, I got it because I'm an old man and sometimes I just want to go to bed and lay in bed and I can play some games while I'm laying in bed, catch up on maybe God of war, stuff like that. So I think, I think I like it. I think I dig it because for a while I was like, what is this? Who is this for? Why do I, (laughs) this thing sat in its box for several days. And, yes, I, and I was like, I was, I was calling Chris, I was calling Sean being like, have you opened yours yet? He goes, no. Cause I needed him to be the Guinea pig. I needed him <laughs> to open this thing and tell me if it was a crapshoot. but I think it's, I think it's solid right now. Um, I think I need to get me a, I think I need to get me a new little bit more quality router. Um, I think that might help, oh, no. but yeah, but you know, so what I'm saying is, this thing might cause you to spend more money. This thing might cause you to see the deficits in your network and help you fix your network. So, you know, so far, I think I, I think I dig it. I don't know, Sean, if you had anything to add about it. Cause yeah, I know my, our, our stories couldn't be any different. Uh, I stumbled across it at target. I think I told you guys that story when I showed it on the stream and on that one episode, uh, didn't buy it, came back and told myself if I go the next day and it's there, I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. And that's how I, and it still was there, which is insanity. <clears throat> but uh, I did not open mine. I wanted to kind of wait. Uh, Cause at Christmas time, there's a lot of surprises. I wasn't sure if the wife had got it for me. Cause she didn't know I bought it for myself. So that would have been awkward. Uh, but eventually I opened it. It was a it's super easy. It was ridiculously easy to get it going. Yeah. It was. And I'm lucky in this space that I'm sitting in right now. Uh, is kind of like my space. Hey, where's is this Tom? Where's Tom? <laughs> um, my router. I also have an AT and T fiber router, uh, so I have it's all right here. Uh, so my main thing was, hey, I want to be able to also go lay in bed, which is across the house, or when I'm, you know, dropping a, you know what? Uh, will it Deuce. reach? Yeah, is it going to be a good poop device? Right. It's passed all the tests. So no one wants to borrow my PlayStation portal anymore. But one thing that, that, that I want to point out is if you do get it running on your system there, yes, there's a few, few little things PlayStation strongly recommends. One is making sure your PlayStation's plugged in yeah, <laughs> with a hard wire. John had to go buy an ethernet wire because even though his stuff's kind of set up really close to each other, he, he was wireless. That's just, John is a future guy. Like he's in the future. Sure I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's say that. But uh, so I did that. And man, the update is what took it the longest. I I don't know about you, John. Yeah, it was it was a pretty big update. And it's so cool because the the interface on it, like the way it presents itself to you when it turns on, there's like a I'm going to say it's a hole that you see on the screen, but that's not what I mean. It's it's like you're peeking through a portal. Get it. And Mm -hmm. it's the cool thing about it. It will always only work with your PlayStation. So if you've got a disc in, it'll work with it. It'll work with your digital games. And to John's point, 
and, and what it's made for in your house, in your network. Fantastic. But I do have to add something. I had the opportunity to go. My mom needed a ride home from work. So I said, I'm going to take it. I'm going to sit in Columbus, Georgia, uh, uh, 10 miles away from my house, right? And I played Final Fantasy VII digitally in a parking lot on my on my Wi-Fi hotspot on my phone. I was wondering what that game was. Yeah. And it played. There were there was some audio lag, which was expected. But remember, when this thing came out, if you weren't in your home network, you weren't playing it. I think there's been updates. And I think if you have a stable Wi-Fi and you have your PlayStation in standby mode, it's fantastic. Hmm. Uh, but yeah. So that was one of the things John got during the holiday season. Uh, did you, uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, another reason I'm going to just uh, talk about Twitch again. You could have just seen Penny. You haven't seen her in a while. Chris was giving Penny some love. Uh, Chris, what's something that uh, I- I'm going to maybe lead you in a little bit. You showed that you got a meal on Christmas. Hmm. And I know that during the holidays, one of your favorite things is going over to mom's and spending time with the family. For sure. Uh, but what's one of the highlights from you from the holiday? Oh, let's see. There was that. That was nice. I had beef Wellington. That that's a rarity in one's life, I think. Um the fun part for me, I guess, as far as social stuff, uh, you know, with the bar closing, dark times for all of us, but it ended up really being uh customer appreciation month at the bar owner's house who had to get rid of all the beer from his now defunct bar. So I have been Drinking a lot of good beer for zero dollars, which is just a beautiful thing. Anyone who knows craft beer knows it don't come cheap. But it's in a way, it's kind of like a you. It's plant a bear sweet. A leaf that's dead. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like hey, I get to have the beer and the good times, but this will end because it's already over. That's true. That's true. But it was a, it was a nice long goodbye to a bunch of you know people I saw a lot of for the last ten years. So. That was fun. Uh, but I think I know what Sean was alluding to, uh, which is I ended up getting a new VR headset. Like, yeah. Look at this. Look how cool this is. <laughs> He's already modded it out a little bit too, which is dope. Yeah. Nice. What, is, that, is that the Oculus? Is that the new that, Oculus MetaQuest 3? MetaQuest 3, yeah. yeah. Uh, and What'd you I, do with the old one? I don't know. It's somewhere around here. This one don't need no wires. We don't need no stinking wires where I go. Where we're going, we don't need <laughs> wires. But, um, you know, it wasn't the main thing I gamed on. It was more of like, it was a surprise. My mom was just like, do you want this? And I was like, sure. I'm not going to say no. Technology. <laughs> um, But it's been fun to uh, kind of catch up in VR world. I have to say, this is probably, I said this to Sean, I said this is probably the first one that, I don't know yeah. price wise how well it's going to do, right? Because it is, you know, four ninety nine, big step up from where it was before, right? Sean, it was like two ninety nine, right before with Mac uh, Quest two. I think it started at three ninety nine, then dropped the two ninety nine. That's when the consumers lit it up. Yeah, and then it's gone back up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but man, that is a really cool device like playing uh the big game that you know everyone's talking about comes with it asgard's raft 2 i've played a good little bit of that and 
it's definitely, you know, outside of Half-Life Alex a couple of years ago, the first one I've played where I've been truly impressed and the fact that I'm playing that game without a wire attached to a very powerful PC just makes it that much more impressive to me, right? Like that I Wasn't that one of wasn't that one of IGN's 10s? Yes, yeah. And I could see why. Like in I was like yeah. this can't be that long of an experience and I looked it up and said how long to beat? And it was like 90 hours. I was like, "Dear god." <laughs> I yeah, don't know a, if I could journey. do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's I, it's going to be a little bit by bit, like over the next year when I feel like play it's a VR, I'll play it. You know, I've, I've gotten to like the third chapter of it now, so I've done it. But the cooler thing to me, actually, like where I was just like, OK, I see the future here is all the, future. A, the AR stuff that you can do with this. So you have like pass through and immersive. You didn't have that back in the day. And the pass-through, I think the second one I got had it, right? But it definitely wasn't anything to write home about. Now with it, it's like literally I could put this thing on my head and walk around my house and have literally YouTube right next to me playing something. Um, down to then, like, you know, I was telling with Mike and uh, Sean, we were sitting there and I was putting it on synced up one of my xbox controllers and there's an xbox cloud app and i'm just seamlessly running like basically a a tv that's probably like 80 inches in front of me <laughs> like yeah any game cool. in game pass <laughs> and it's running perfectly like there is no lag there's no nothing i'm guessing it's in part because i have a really nice network here you know so i'm guessing it's probably a little bit you know dependent on that but i'm interested even now like to your point, like what you did, Sean, I'm, I want to, uh, I'm a little worried, but there's part of me that wants to take it somewhere in public, open my hot spot, and see, like, could I just sit there and that be my immersive game device? <laughs> Look at this nerd playing VR right? at the park. Right? <laughs> you know, um, so, you know, it's, uh, it's quite impressive. So, like, I could see, I told Sean, you know, this is the one I think if, if, if it gets, right and enough people latch on i could see where people are like yeah this is a good device um only bad part is to sean's point i've already had to mod it the base thing that, that comes over your head so yes yeah, it's, it's really the, cheap. the strap that comes with it across your head they they have to find a way to keep it at a certain price range and with the upgrades they did internally mm -hmm. for the quest 3 uh adding the ar and the two times better graphic fidelity and everything yeah but what sucks is that's literally the same exact strap that came with the quest 2 mm -hmm. and that strap is straight garbage yeah uh yeah. they should at least i don't know man I, I don't know what the answer is i was gonna say give you the option to buy a, a quest with it and without it or so i don't know uh but it, what i like is there are third parties uh you know distributors that have already figured out exactly what people like and chris you got you got one of the ones that kind of have a hinge to it so it's easier on and off and it's padded where it needs to be exactly and um thank you for thank you to all the all the small businesses on amazon who take care of us right when we get devices like that <laughs> they know what's sure. up but yeah they know I, what's I'm, up i'm liking it um i'm hoping to play some golf with it at some point 
Oh, I don't. You don't come to the dark side. It's it's very addictive. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, quietly like practice, like you know, have my montage training montage. Montage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gonna need a <laughs> montage. Don't do it. Da, da, da. <laughs> and Chris is like, he's doing curls with video game controllers. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even do that one from Rocky. I would do the one where it's the uh, montage of the rounds as we go to the the final ones. <clears throat> oh, okay, okay, very, <laughs> uh, very nice. Huh? Uh, yeah. Santa and the holidays and all that were very good to me. Uh, one thing that I got that was super cool, and it you guys won't care at all. Uh, I got. I think it's the first, yes, it's the first pair of, so it's tennis shoes. It's the Jordan shoe. I'd never, I'd never owned anything in the top three. So Jordan one, two, or three, I got a pair of Jordan ones for Christmas and I was very happy to get those. Uh, I made a joke to Chris. I'm basically Miles Morales now. So Spider-Man, here I come. I also, surprisingly, I kind of didn't know if, if I was going to get a meta quest or if I needed to buy my own or what, um, I didn't, there was a lot of things that I didn't even know that I wanted that I got, if that makes sense. But one thing that was very cool, uh, I got my first ever, and this has to do with music, right? It's an M audio, uh, kind of workstation. And what it is, is it's got keys on it, like a keyboard. It's got production pads like you see on DJ stuff and it hooks to software that you make music in. And I've, I've DJed now for how, I don't even know how long it's, it's been quite a minute, almost 10 years, ten, almost 10 years. And now tinkering with this side of it and thinking of how do I, what do I hear and where do I want this to go has been super, super kind of eye opening and fun. Um, so I'm just putting that out there. We may say F you to the guy who just made us new music. And there might be some some new music in like three months that, hey, new music for the show. <laughs> just you playing keys, but like you go about five, ten seconds between changing them. It's like, he's learning. Yeah. He's, we're going to redo this next year. Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> bing, bing, bing. Oh, but no, it's been, it was pretty good. Um, you know, I, I, what really, I don't know, what really was good this year was guys we the break is great i want to give a shout out the i feel like this year's music spectacular chris uh, i'm going to do a thing where i plug it just to remind people and also give you a shout out uh so listen if you haven't listened to listen if you haven't listened to this year's music spectacular you probably have but if you haven't i think it had some of the best selections from some of the best games we've had in quite some time uh and i personally know that chris put a lot of time into that so thank you chris and all that stuff never um but it's crazy to to think that we're already into 2024 am i am i the only one that thinks that no like it's literally like when this show comes out officially it's the 10th of january already yeah it's insanity but and we've already had we've already had a uh, somebody jump over a judge's desk. Oh yeah, there was something. <laughs> was that you that read that out to me, or uh, was it no. Chris? Somebody did. Oh, it was crazy. Yeah, that was the craziest story I saw. Um, and I want to say it. I don't know because I brought it up to Chris, and I don't think he heard about it, or Mike had not heard about it. So, like John just alluded to, there was a case in which a guy's up for probation, and he's standing there, 
And I don't know quite what he says, but he basically alludes to the fact that he's changed. He's gone through programs. He's a better person, better temper. He wants to be in normal society, whatever, whatever. So the judge is like starting to read out and he's starting to understand that he's not getting probation. And what court guy does is immediately, I don't even know the hops the kid had on him. It's like he flew at her, like Superman style, which was the most insane thing I think I'd ever seen in a courtroom, jumping over. You know, judges are, they set up high, jumping, and then a melee ensues. It was caught so much off guard that the guards couldn't even really get in and tighten it up too quick. He reappeared, I think it was today. And they had dude looking like Silence of the Lambs. He like had a face mask on. He was chained everywhere. Yeah. They were like, we're not playing anymore. So <clears throat> I was kind of sad to see because he was probably um, not too far from probation. And now that's, I think he got served like a lot more time. So uh, it's crazy. And also, I haven't seen the Cat Williams interview, but apparently there was some some stuff. <laughs> Shannon Sharp is a genius. That man left Chris, Skip Bayless and has just been making bank in every way possible. <laughs> it it's crazy, yeah, yeah. But that, look, look, who knows what's going to happen the rest of this year? It is lined up in both like a a world. Uh, is it called? It's geopolitical, right? When the whole world has stuff going on. Did I use that word correctly? Yeah. Uh, landscape. Uh, we have a ton of games we're excited to play. Our first game that I think we're all kind of zeroed in on is Prince of Persia. Is that correct? I know Chris and I are. John, are you excited about that game? Mm-hmm. I will be playing yeah. that next Monday. Is there anything before that that we're kind of worried about? Not really, right? No. No. Because yeah. I think Last of Us is the week after, right? The No one cares. The upgrade. No one cares. That game's too new to already have a remaster. I said what I said. And we got John, you agree? It it's taken longer to get this remaster than it did the first remaster. You're That's, not wrong. Yeah. Did, Chris just made a good point. They announced who was Abby in the was it the show, right? Yes. Who will play Abby? And did you did John, did you see what the what she was holding? No. Well, no. Someone okay, so you know it the Joel's, act- Joel's severed head. <laughs> Spoilers, uh, but uh, it for those who don't know, it's going to be Caitlin Dever. Um, she's been on Justified. She was in Booksmart. She's a really good actress. Uh, really good choice. I don't know if like people will say she looks the part of Abby, but I don't know many people who would because <laughs> Abby in the game is like Brock Lesnar of women <laughs> you know which is like 1.2 percent of the population um but you know as far as uh after it got announced the by whoever uh someone retweeted john and it was a picture of caitlin dever swinging a golf club and mm, i was like too that's, soon still <laughs> oh i was like that's fitting yeah that's fitting. oh that that sucks, man. <laughs> oh, I don't want to. That. That's coming. I want to see it. Uh, but yeah, so that's kind of that's a very small blip of, you know, our break. We, look, we need the break. We look forward to it. Uh, and we I know you guys may have missed us. We miss you guys. So hopefully, hopefully you enjoy, you know, this week's show, our top five, which we're going to get into 
and all that stuff. And uh, hey, I personally, Chris, and I think you want to as well. Uh, you've gone live a few times. Sure. And I did one night. I went live on New Year's. And I appreciate everybody who stops by and supports us when we're not doing this show. For we're sure. kind of doing our own thing as well. Um, yeah. So if you ever want to know if that. we're live and you're like, what? I don't know when they go live. Uh, all you have to do is join the Discord. There Good is, point, Chris. There's always a <laughs> pop-up notification that goes on there whenever any of us go live, whether it be the show sean or myself and if john ever decides he wants to do twitch i'll set that up for see him john too. discord is <laughs> as he sits in discord recording the shows that's just a joke john's smart my wife hooks it up for me before I he's t- he's a tech guy john <laughs> <laughs> just talking to you like a baby <laughs> the whole entire time john went to, like, do a Home show? Depot to get an ethernet cable <laughs> i went to to walmart you dud (laughs) yo where's the ethernet cable section i'm over by lumber huh ethernet cable section (laughs) the whole section nothing but cables no i was looking around at walmart for a little while going shoot i don't want to have to call sean (laughs) they're they're in a they're in a spot that makes sense they had one cable one yeah and it was lucky it was technically too long i mean it's fine no cable, no cables ever too long, John. Never. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm. I, <laughs> so this room is a ten by ten or twelve by twelve, right? And I was like, yeah, I'll get like a fifty foot cable. It's fine, because I think it was like John. Because like if you go to the store and you get like a six or a ten foot cable, it's never quite as long as you think it is, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, it'll be one of those things. It's not really gonna be fifty foot. <laughs> well. Was, so much wire. Oh my god. When I used to be in the closet, that's how I ran it. It was ridiculous. Mm. It was ridiculous. But speaking of ridiculous, watch this pivot. Pro move. Wait till you see what's on our top five list, huh? Coming up next. Right, ladies and gentlemen, this normally would be the part where we tell you what we've been playing, but no, no, no. This is the special thing that happens once a year, and it's when Weekly Games Chat gives you their top five. Sean, John, and Chris tell you their top five games from the previous year. So, as I quickly swallow a licorice from licorice.com, uh, we're going to try a little something different. <laughs> it literally is. Uh <laughs> John, I need to tell you about those, by the way. Good stuff. Um, Chris has got us, you know, one of those things you see on the internet where you can put names in a wheel. You can push a button, kind of like I did for the giveaway. By the way, your shirt should be on the way, winners. Uh, And the name spin around, and when you stop it, that's who goes. We're going to do that for who goes in order for our fourth, fifth, third, second, and first games. So just to kind of spice it up a little bit. Uh. So with that, I think Chris is still zoned out because he is producer, producer of the year. Okay, and Chris. Uh, just, if the uh, show is effed, if no, it's a fail no. this week from an audio standpoint, it's Chris's fault. 
it's it's doing what it's supposed to it's just it's it's like it it doesn't want me to feel comfortable <laughs> completely is what i would say but i'll figure it out over the week but yeah i think we're good okay wheel i've got all three of our names <laughs> on here on this wheel Wheel. and i'm just gonna hit spin okay all right the so first this, person hey, this is the order you gotta do it three times First person to speak on their fifth game of the year is. It's making a little doot 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 noise on my end. <laughs> Sean. Hey, Sean's gonna be on the for the fifth tier, the first to go. All right. Yep. And then okay, okay, okay. I can. Not a big deal. And then after that, it Good. will be. It's, it's close, John. Please be John. <laughs> panic, panic, panic. <laughs> so the inside joke right now is John has no clue what he's putting at four and five. He has a clue, but he has a lot of angst about it. Yes. I don't. I'm like, this is what it. happens. This is what happens when you finish more games than you should. Yes. Fair. Absolutely. <laughs> Dude, I've got three games that I finished not on my list. That never happens. Interesting. Like ever. Well, what's and your I, number? I was telling, huh? No, oh, no. Go ahead. I was telling John somewhere on my list is a rule is a game that I'm breaking a rule that I set for myself. Ooh. But uh, we'll get there when we get there. So, without further ado, if you're keeping track at home, this would be number five for all of us as we speak. And my number five game uh, is tied directly into the beanie that's on my head. Ladies and gentlemen, coming in at number five for me is a game that I think should have got some recognition uh, at the Game Awards and other places, but it was surrounded by controversy, and that is, of course, Port Key Games' Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, This game is, in my eyes, really good, and it landed on my list because... uh, I looked at it through the lens of a fan of Harry Potter in the series. And I also really tried hard to look through the lens of someone who doesn't know about the universe and and what they could have gotten out of it. And I really do feel that even though the game has some shortcomings and certain things, the things it does well, it sets up for a really amazing adventure full of magic and uh, some mystery and, and I, it's really, it, I think they really did good. It's, it's, as far as I know, I don't know that Porky Games has done anything better than this game. A highlight for me is flying on the broom for the first time. Uh, there's a serenity to that. Another thing that I got to experience on the, for the game was the seasonal change. So the game updates depending on the time of year. And I got to play this game uh, when it did the switch for the holiday. So I got to see like Hogwarts Castle at Christmas time uh, and Hogsmeade at Christmas time and things like that. So uh, for me, really a top-notch game. We all three played this game, and I know that a lot of people out there in the world played this game, but again, it was you didn't hear about it because the author of the books that the game inspired its story from was swirled in controversy and... Yeah, so that is what it is. But for me, it literally was one of the best games I played this year. 
there were times where it was higher on my list. Uh, but as we as we record this show and we land, uh, I feel very confident leading my top five at number five uh, for Hogwarts Legacy, and and I'll leave it I'll leave it there. Yeah. I got a beanie on for I'm a, I'm a Hufflepuff. <laughs> I hope you keep changing your hat so we know what you're I've really thought be. about it. I can do it for my next one. Uh huh. I, I can add a prop for my next one. Oh, okay. So I may I may add that, but then I'm running out. I don't know what else I got. Mm-hmm. John, do you want to go with your number five now? Oh, oh! Ah, there we go. <laughs> oh, let's get lit, baby. <laughs> uh, John has placed a Gryffindor hat on his hat. Head. I know. I know. It's been a. I know. It's been a. A joke for the for the for the opening of the show but i i have been settled on this since uh maybe an hour Sean after i messaged you today but <laughs> really? man this was this game i'm going to be honest had a real shot of not being there i mean i was thinking about a bunch of stuff but i had to ask myself about about it, about what i will <sighs> experiences you know and and everybody's going to have a different barometer a different a different thing you know it's been a running joke this year that i've doled out a lot of tens (laughs) (laughs) and how chris is more is more um holds back a 10 he's more you know he, he he puts more thought into it and i think that's wonderful um, but to me that this year to me has been all about experiences. And so while, since there's not a Gotham Knights two, um, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely Hogwarts legacy. I, and it's, and it's about to, about, and this is the, this is the only game just, just in full disclosure on this list that has yet to be completed, but oh. I have put about 40 to 50 hours of this of my time into this game. So I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm at a place where I can reasonably say that this was, that this was really something for me. Um, It's just, it's a game that progressively got better. The more I played it. Um, I didn't think avalanche was gonna, I didn't think avalanche had this in them. I, you know, cause Sean, you know, avalanche very well. And while you and I are both fans of them and what they've done, with Disney Infinity, it didn't seem like this was going to be really their wheelhouse. But for a first attempt at an open world, dare I say, RPG-like game, um, and with a property that people care about so, so much, they really knocked it out of the park in that sense. I was really skeptical, but I wasn't even sure what this game was going to eventually be up until three months Um up to the three months to the release of what this was. I, I thought what they were shooting for in the beginning was a, was a massive open world type game where you can get together with friends and go out on, on adventures together. Um, maybe that's something that could be done in the future. Who knows the, but, but the actual essence of being a wizard in this world, they captured. Um, and I've said this before, had they messed up, Hogwarts Castle, had they not gotten this right, this thing would have fallen flat on its face. I think uh at the I think once they tallied everything up, Chris, this 
indeed did become the best selling game of the year. I think million. I read that. Yeah, twenty two million. I think I think I read that. <clears throat> probably, um, probably what did that was 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 the switch put them probably put them over the hump there. So they've had a great year. Um, you couldn't ask for a bigger success than what Hogwarts Legacy is, and I'm looking forward to wrapping it up. But there Never. were so many things. There were so many things about this game that just got progressively better for me. The systems got pro- progressively better for me. The fast travel, maybe that's something they can improve on in the next one. I get why they had to do it this way, but maybe they can come up with something new. But I never thought I would enjoy the central piece of this, and that is, and that is its combat. I think this combat was exceptional. A lot of people Agreed. didn't really feel that way, but I found it to be really unique um, and really fluid in a way that I never expected it to be because I'd never, you know, I was like, who wants to swing your wand around and where's my lightsaber? You know, because lightsabers are much cooler than wands. But this is definitely, you know, this is definitely my number five, well-deserving of it. Um, and I don't think I'm going to have second thoughts tomorrow about 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 that choice. So. Hogwarts Legacy is my number five. Mm. Very nice. What would you two do if I just pulled out a Hogwarts? <laughs> like I a, would literally <laughs> fall out of my chair. It would be like a like national a, signing day. <laughs> I think you're going to Florida State and you go to Miami type stuff. It's like have a Ravenclaw hat? No. Um, like, what? No. That is not my number five. Um, I definitely, you know, I think my top four have been set for about a week or so, but I've... I definitely felt this was a year where number five was very, very hard because there were a lot of games that I think most years at the very least, I would say would be in my top five. Right. And instead they're not, you know, uh, they're not even in the top five. Some of them might even be ones that in a down year, like probably this year that's coming up where there's really not, a lot of stuff like this year is cool because we're going to be surprised. Like, I don't think anyone right now knows what the front runner for game of the year is right now. Right. Based on what we know is coming um, versus like last year where we were all like you had people going Hogwarts and, you know, you had people going, oh, there's going to be a Star Wars game and there's going to be a Zelda and, you know, Diablo Starfield. Eh, OK, um, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Like there was a lot of hype going in this year. But um no, while <laughs> while I definitely went back Chris, and forth, Chris, all the games released this year because they wanted to get out of the way of Skull of Bones. True, oh. dude. Let's get on a boat and do some things, huh? Front I runner. <laughs> I thought it was Suicide Squad, John. I thought it was Suicide Squad, especially Ooh, we'll after see. that preview today. <laughs> but uh, no, um, while I went back and forth, definitely with about five games, um, the one I finished this past week i thought i i really would have a hard time saying it doesn't deserve to be here and uh i don't have a hat but i do have a bowser and a an old school mario so that would be super mario bros wonder um which i think is so fittingly described by draven when i was finishing he watched me finish the game and he was like this is the greatest acid trip that i've witnessed visually <laughs> um very that, nice yeah that game i just love it i mean it, it it's appropriate to call it wonder because right you know, and to call it a wonder seed because you know everything uh, numerous times feels normal 
you know, it's clever design and sure it's cool to see elephant Mario and uh, the drill bit version of, of Mario, um, you know, the bubble version, which I thought was like bubbles and then like ended up becoming a pretty cool little power up that you can get in that game. But the moment you discover those wonder seeds, you just kind of step back. And as the screen is changing, you wonder what the hell am I about to see? Because it, it just consistently surprises you even to the point where there were some levels in the game after I beat it and I was trying to unlock everything. And, you know, I'm trying to, I, I think I'm at least, I don't know if I'm going to end up doing it, but I know there's like challenge stuff and for, you know, getting all the, uh, all the seeds, getting all the coins, and then getting all the uh, top of the flagpoles like that unlocks additional stuff. I've already found some of that. I am uh, even then like I had a couple of levels I had not yet gotten to because they have secret exits that you have to do. And when I discovered them again, I hit the wonder seeds on those levels, and I was just as surprised as I was in hour one of that game. You know. That's, I think that's well said, Chris. Yeah, I think it's a game. Even I, I have to also give credit to Nintendo because it's a game where what? the hardcore, <laughs> the hardcore people out there like that, you know, enjoy the platformers like Celeste and Super Meat Boy, and you know things like like really Super challenging, Mario. or or even Super Mario Maker. <laughs> yeah, especially uh, <laughs> that's a sadist game right there. <laughs> but, but um, like it's got those moments for you. If you want that thing that it tells you when you're going in, this is a five star difficulty level and you're going to feel pain and you're going to probably throw away 99 lives in the process. It's got that. But you know, if you've got a little kid that's four or five years old and you just want to show them the wonder of super Mario wonder, it's got options. Yeah. It's got options to let them play and, and have fun and go along with the journey with you. And I think that's an awesome way to get a whole new generation of kids that might not, you know, until this year, I would say until the Mario movie came out, I would say might not have been as attached as say our generation or even the last two generations before. I feel like this is the way we're pulling them in and this is the right way to do it. And I really hope it follows up with now we get the next great 3d Mario, maybe this year with the uh, launch of the switch Two, or whatever we're calling it pro switch. I don't know. Swiss. <sighs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's my number five super Mario wonder. There's a bunch <laughs> of games I could apologize to that did not make this list, but that was the one I had. To yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that That's the tough part where we, where we start off, there are games looking at us going, bruh. Uh, but the recap, Sean and John have Hogwarts legacy at number five. And Chris has, and you'll usually wrap this up, right, Chris? Are you keeping track? or? Yeah, I can. Nor- normally you do. Uh, and Chris is Mario Wonder, showing Nintendo some love. Let's see. Um, so, Chris, once again, we're now at number four, is going to spin the wheel, and we're going to see the order of appearance from your hosts on their number four game of the year. Well, first, uh, Chris is going to make First, he's got to learn how to type fast on the spot. Right. We um, may have uh, the uh, chat is saying anything about honorable mentions. I don't know. Five is kind of where we're at, and we there's going to be a ton of potential honorable mentions. Maybe we'll do one, uh, but that I don't want to make any promises. That's all right, the number first person John number might four. freak out. <laughs> all right. um, actually, wait, <clears throat> I forgot to add your name back. 
No worries. I remember my first wheel. All right. <laughs> here we go. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And the first one is, of course, me. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah. And then the next one after that will be, yeah, we're just going to do the reverse of last round. John. And then finally, Sean. So Chris, John, Sean for number four. Okay. Yes. Uh, okay. Sure excited. Let me <laughs> insert. Can I? Do I didn't want you to insert. Can I? How fast can I do this? I'll remember love to update that, afterwards. Love that word. Okay. That. Um. But no, my I number. Like finish right better. Man, let's just uh keep it on the Nintendo train right now. I guess. What? <laughs> I suspect this game will show up again. Uh, but I can't deny that it's my number four game of the year, and that is The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Sean, I don't even think Breath of the Wild made his list. This it is didn't. This, I don't that's why I'm smiling because I'm like, yo, think about what just happened. Your Chris boy is a Nintendo two Nintendo game games game. on his top five, bro. <laughs> Guys, I have uh I have integrity. Um, you know <laughs> I judge everyone fairly. You yep. know, and I I have to I mean, I said it when I beat it. I said like I enjoyed this immensely yeah, more did. Than, Wait, than breath of the wild <laughs> I, I i say it unbashedly I, um, I enjoy a lot of things more than breath of the wild when i beat it mm-hmm. and um yeah you know, i said that i wrong. think i think yes you did <laughs> i mean for all my little knocks on it it's just like the other side that i have to praise for it is that like you know i didn't find a lot of the story for breath of the wild interesting like it, the mystery was a little bit interesting, but um, it didn't grab me, you know, the same way. And like, really, the one part of Breath of the Wild got me was like the spectacle of the uh, of the like creature things, whatever that were kind of like temples, right? From the, I can't remember what they were called now, but like this one to me, you divine know, beast. thank you, thank you, divine beast. This one grabbed me. I mean, like, from the moment <laughs> with all the little going around the map and realizing what the tears were hunting all those down and seeing the story that they were putting together, you know, it was still simple, you know, like not over complex. Like we're not going into like, there's a 30 minute Kojima cutscene here, but you know, I felt like I got a lot more without saying a lot and the music supporting it, the vocal performances, all that helped to sell characters that were generally new to you, you know, uh, it made me invested, especially through using Zelda as kind of like the mechanism where you're learning about them, right? Through her eyes. Um, and then just taking things that I thought were introduced in there in the first one and expanding upon them, uh, such as the dragons and, and all of that kind of stuff. I, I really, really enjoyed it. But, you know, whereas like the the last one was more of like a cool, like, hey, physics simulator type thing, I think is probably the most complimentary thing I can give to it. This one was more of a, here's a bunch of tools and do with them as you please, right? Sure, some physics to it a little bit, but it was much more of a, oh man, you don't want to ride around on a horse and consistently worry where it is? Well, you know, you can build an air bike. You can build a plane. And it also was smart enough to go like, man, if we're going to do this building mechanic, we should give them an easy way to save things and recall and also be able to have things 
not just have to be a specific place where you get them, but where you can <laughs> gather your favorite material and then boom, be able to instantly build what you need. It helped so much with traversal. It made me want to go explore the upper realm, explore the depths, you know, and explore Hyrule all over again. Uh, and mm -hmm. as I said, like the ending of that game is just what won me over uh, nice. big time. You know, I really, really think that's one of the better endings of like that whole entire sequence of going down to fight Gandorf and where it leads to. And then uh, <laughs> you know this now, <laughs> but um, you know, and then where it goes from there, I mean, was everything I think a Zelda fan probably would be looking for as far as the final confrontation and, and an end to it. Uh, but you no, know, yeah, I think it's great. Um, I also hope whenever switch two does come out, I really hope there's a performance thing because that might be my mm -hmm. only real knock on it is that it's yeah. definitely pushing the limit. And I would love to see what you could do with that game with like a little bit more modern hardware mm -hmm. behind it. Yeah, would make it even better, I think. But yeah, it's beautiful and a great score, too. Love the music in that game. But yeah, my number four, Tears of the Kingdom. Very nice. See if Amy, bad, you put Starfield bad. on yours, huh? <laughs> <laughs> if John comes out and he's like, you know, Todd Howard really doesn't get the respect he deserves. He really doesn't. Let me talk to you about why. <laughs> but John, you're up next. All right, so my number four, I almost I almost forgot about it because it came out so early in the year. And, you know, I I I I balanced two of these types of games. And I said if I had to put just one in the list, which one would it be? And so over for the first time, I think in many years on this show. Maybe last year. Hold on, I might I might be misremembering this, but I can't say whenever whenever a Resident Evil game comes out, oh goodness, it typically ends up on my game of the year list. So my number four is Dead Space remake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you were, you were lit on that game, dude. Yeah. So when I first played Dead Space, I was living with Chris. And so he, you know, he remembers this. I do. And I never, I was, I, it, to be honest, it was, it was my first modern survival horror game. I, I, I'd played other titles on different platforms many years before, but it didn't, but this thing, this thing terrified me to no end. I mean, it was just really, and you know, being terrified in a game is one thing, but playing a playing by what many consider a remarkable game even if it wasn't survival horror is another and when you put those things together you create something really special so um this developer uh really had some shoes uh, some some heavy shoes to fill and they and they really they really got it done they they it's 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 like this it's this experience that replaces the old experience. I, I don't have, I never have any need to go play the original. I mean, some people go and look at remakes and go, I just, I'll just go back to the original. It's just, it's just a better experience for me. That, that 2008 classic masterpiece exists today in this new, in this, in this new form. 
I mean, it, it did everything that I never really knew I wanted it to do in making this. It, it's the first time where where the Ishimura, which is an which is an amazing character in and of itself, it made it it made it it gave the player an incentive to explore it, so you could return to new to to old areas to do things that you weren't able to do before. Because once you got on those trams, Chris, you remember once you got on that tram, you better be you sure done. you got everything yeah. you wanted to be done. Um, and I, I, the honest, to be honest with you, the first time I ever played it, once I got on that tram, I was glad to leave that area behind me because I was <laughs> like, I got something's something's got to give. But it just really, it really succeeded in almost every every way, and I am so grateful to have it. Um. Looking forward to playing it on this uh, this portal. Maybe it'll be really good on the nice. portal. Um, but it, it also expanded the franchise storyline in, in 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 certain ways where they can they can expand on 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 in ways in new games like in Dead Space Two. I I hope we get at least Dead Space Two, Dead Space Three. Hopefully they do some tweaks to it because it wasn't it wasn't a masterpiece. Um, but then, but the side missions that they added to it, added some color, added some, added some new insight. And the fact that we, I always thought, I always appreciated about the original game that we had a silent protagonist and I was, I was hesitant when I heard Isaac Clark's voice in this game for the first time, but it added to it. It made the experience. I, I, I wasn't, I, it, I wasn't sorry to hear it. Um, and so this game, anybody who knows me knows that this game is the pinnacle for me of of what survival horror is it's one of my it's my favorite survival horror game of all time and one of my all-time favorite games of all time so dead space remake is my number four and it's well deserved awesome very nice all right it's my turn prop time (laughs) (laughs) can you guys hear me yes yeah all right so my number four game i'm back okay we're good if he pulls my number four game is a sequel and uh during my play of this game one of the hosts was reminded on how good this game was they almost got it back to the top five it almost ladies and gentlemen (laughs) my number four game of the year is jedi survivor Holy moly, what a beautiful, I'm talking about stunning game uh, that, I mean, it has attention to detail in places that I just, I couldn't quite believe, you know, every planet that you visit along the story has a very, like it's their own feel, it's very distinctive. Uh, When you go to Coruscant, for example, uh, it's like, holy crap, this is Coruscant, like for real. It's it's so cool. Uh, I love the fact that in playing this game, uh, you don't lose. You know how like video games make you lose abilities from like the next time you play it and they give you some mm-hmm. weird reason why. You don't really feel like that with Cal. Uh, you actually, you kind of you kind of get to just keep kind of what you had before and learn some really cool combat skills and and different ways to do things you already know um the game still remains very hard uh if you play on like even normal difficulty uh but what i like about it is that it is a legitimate star wars story it uh it this game has some, some legitimate sadness in it 
It has some moments that surprise you. Um, I don't want to spoil it, but Hal kind of gets to make a decision on some things that he's dealing with. Uh, I feel like the story beat with the characters, if you chose to listen to their dialogue, added a lot of value to it. Um, I do feel like, you know, the, the optional side quest, they were there. I kind of appreciate when I don't feel like when a game is so vast that I have to do them to kind of complete the story. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's a nice star Wars open world kind of game. Um, it's a game that like, I think, yeah, I'm a star Wars Homer, you know, if you're a fan of star Wars, duh, you'll like it. Um, I'm just glad that I got it. I got it on day one, and it took me a while to finish it. And I, I, I didn't quite realize how far I was into mm. it when I picked it back up. <laughs> um, but really, really a joy. And I, I think Chris kind of pointed this out, and I think I kind of think so too. And it's kind of I'm going to be interested to see what they do. Mm. So this was the second game in the Star Wars Jedi series. Uh, Fallen Order and now Survivor. It, I think naturally it's going to be a trilogy. Um, and if this is tied into the Star Wars universe and to Star Wars canon, we kind of know how that plays out. So, yeah. And this isn't a time when Darth Vader is Darth Vader. So, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it very much. And this is a game that I'm really close. I have a really legitimate shot to platinum. What I wanted to do, I didn't get a chance to do this a lot during the year. I'm backtrack for like a second. If I'm rating these games in order, I really think I'd land somewhere between like a nine to, let's say Hogwarts Legacy was a nine. Nine. Uh, Jedi Survivor, I'm thinking is like a 9.25. Maybe, maybe if you catch me on the right day, maybe at 9.5, but probably somewhere closer to 9.25 all the time. <laughs> Just, um, just don't catch him on the final boss battle, dude. Four point five. If you had caught me on final boss day, I think yeah. I called. I talked to John about final boss day. I was not a. It was so funny because the joke was. I mean, I was like Kratos raging about this. I was a little cuss word. I was not happy, and my friends Chris and Mike had to just listen to me. Chris knows that he's like you can. They eventually they helped me. Chris was like, you can do it. You got this. And, it, and my friend Mike and Chris, they were like, it's one of these where if you beat it, Sean, you're going to feel good when you do it. So it went from like just rage to like greatest game ever, 10 out of 10, recommend. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Jedi Survivor, man. I think it's definitely, if you're a fan, you got to play it if you haven't already done that. Good stuff. The yeah. wheel is back into play, though, huh? Speaking of playing, Chris. Okay, here we go again. The first person to go. talk about their number three game of the year will be <clears throat> yeah, me. Rigged. <laughs> I could spin it again. You don't have to. <laughs> and then after that... Will be Sean and then John. Okay, my number three game of the year was the one that I think I'm probably the most surprised ended up here, but 
I I just I had to do it because I was so surprised by it. Um, <laughs> it it I mean I remember checking this out when it first released and going ah oh, man that could be interesting but I just know I can't do that right now and it it hurts when you have a game like that where you're like would like to see what this is but you just have other things going on that you know are going to pull you and there's just certain types of games um you can't you can't just hop in and out of you know and definitely one of those types of games uh is souls games which is why life of p is my number three game wowzers of the year and I would say of the classic form of, uh, I, yeah, I'm gonna say of the classic form of uh, of Souls games, it's up there with the best of the best. I think it's probably the most accessible I've played of them. And to to make sure I wasn't crazy, I even went back and re-downloaded and pulled up Sekiro and um in dark souls three and i was within 10 minutes i was like yeah no i'm right this this is like that game felt way more accessible way more quickly to me um i love that it's taking all the elements i think from mainly bloodborne that's the biggest one but it is taking also from the dark Souls series and a little bit from elden ring little things to help you get through these games um and to customize how you want to play and make it unique you could sit there and take weapons apart and combine them with other weapons and it can distinctly change how that weapon feels like i mean i was like sitting there and i had towards the end of this game people saw it i had a, a weapon i had taken the handle from a police baton right and i had taken this huge head of an axe made out of puppets <laughs> <laughs> right hmm. and was originally on this ginormous weapon and just put it on this little handle and i would just rear back everything just doing the hardest hits i can and then just trying to parry um one of my favorite parry systems ever it's, it's like hard but man when you start to nail your timing down on these boss fights you just you see it you're like that's it that's the combo that's what i've got to get good at and it quickly clicks um there are some bosses you'd be like, man, normally this is the this is the off-ramp point for a lot of people in this game because it's just raging because it's so hard, right? And it <laughs> feels unfair yeah. at times. Uh they take that element from from Elden Ring where, you know, in the game you just cast it here, you get it before the fight starts, where you could bring a specter in and you could use that specter as a tank to kind of figure out how, you know, what's going on in the fight, how to get around it what's probably the biggest threat that you need to eliminate first and what you need to be looking out for, uh, you know, and on top of it, John, when you finally get into this, I know you're going to love it because by God, is this a Bioshock world and, yeah. you know, Bioshock Victorian world everywhere. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah. That's the thing that I, I got three, I got about three hours worth of gameplay on it when I, when we talked about it earlier this year mm -hmm. and just, and just the world, the design, I just, fell in love with yeah. just looking around you know just everything i wanted yeah they do that wonderful thing of both like that bioshock do and really honestly all the souls games do where 
if you actually take the time to look at your surroundings sometimes, you know, you can see the story playing out that happened before you got there, right? Like just seeing yeah. going across a bridge and seeing this puppet strung up, you know, in the middle of it for for the world to see and be warned about. I mean, it, it's just awesome. But the biggest evolution I'll give you them, you know, a lot of the Souls games, if we're just going to be yeah. honest, they they go for very obtuse, obscure, you know, storytelling. I would say Sekiro is the one exception. Sekiro has the most baseline story. This one here, like, it tells a very compelling story. And it has a couple of really cool twists as you go along like it yes it's inspired by pinocchio it's not doing pinocchio it's doing its own thing uh and building its own world with its own things going on but it also surprisingly gives a nice tease as to probably where they're going next at the end of this and it that's just as compelling too like i was like mm. oh wow we're we're doing this like you know we're gonna make a a thing of this um, and I can't wait to see where they're coming from next. Like some people, I guess critically were just, I guess they were like, Oh, it's so much imitation. I'm like, yes, that's what happens. You have someone who's great and then everyone imitates off them. That's, that's how games work. And mm -hmm. I mean, as someone who has tried so many of these are souls like games at times from other people, when they've put them out, this is the only one I've thought that equals up to them, you know, to equals up to from software and what they've done. Um, just really, really cool. Can't highly recommend it enough. You know, the fact that if you have game pass, you could play this right now and you don't have to pay anything additional is a great way to jump into the world, I think, and not feel like you're taking a risk. Like you can find out, is this for me and, and go from there. But I, I highly recommend it. Um, and like I said, it was easily my biggest surprise of the year and did not think that was going to be the case. Uh, Chris, when I talked about it earlier this year, I, it, it, it had like this Isaac Isamov rules about androids kind of vibe to me. Did you, did, did you pick up on that? Was that something that resonated with you? It is. Yeah. I mean, there is that basic idea in there of like, you know, you have these rules of puppets of what they're allowed to do, which is the big thing. They're not allowed to lie. Mm -hmm. Um, which is what makes the Pinocchio character unique. Um, but you know, hey, it let's, does play let's do that. a souls game. What about <laughs> Pinocchio? Right. <laughs> it's like somebody was high one day. <laughs> like, yeah. Because I got high. <laughs> Skibbity bee. All right, Sean. I got five on it. Wow. What is your number three game of the year, John? So my number three game of the year is the best action game of the year. That is Spider-Man 2. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't know. This, this game could have been, Sean, you'll love this. This game could have been a piece of crap. And it still might have been on my top five coming in at number five simply because this is the world's greatest fast travel system that I have ever experienced in a single yes. game. You don't have to, I mean, obviously you had to unlock certain areas, but in a normal open world game, you unlock like a tower or some area, some, some place on the map that you have to go to, to fast travel in this game, ladies and gentlemen, you could put your cursor on any part 
of the map, give or take. And that's where you land. It is so seamless. It is so amazing. Game of the year <laughs> just for that. But yeah, this game, I mean, did it, did it, um, did it rewrite the formula? Of course not. But they, they really, to me, knocked it out of the park, gave me bigger, louder, better. That's really all I wanted about this game. And I'll be quick about this. When I put this game, when I put the original game on my list back in, I don't know, 2018, I said, Spider-Man, this game is the reason I play video games. That was true then. That is true today. I think personally, I, I, I don't feel sorry for it because it's, it's, it's a huge seller. It's doing very well. Congratulations to Insomniac. But I think it deserved a little bit more uh, recognition. But it came out in a year of amazing games. So you can't really you can't really be upset about it because it's just one of those games that adds to the list of what has been an amazing year for video games. Loved the combined they were really running a risk of making it feel too bloated with two main characters, but to me they did it so seamless seamlessly. It wasn't perfect. But they did it really, really well. And I really enjoyed both of their stories and both of their journeys and where they were going. And so I'm looking forward to seeing more. Um, and I won't talk about the Insomniac leaks, but more is probably coming. <laughs> Maybe. But this was my this was my number three game of the year, Spider-Man 2. So awesome. I know I know they were looking forward to me name putting this on my list. So there you go, Insomniac. Congratulations. You made my list. Yeah. <laughs> 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 i was just thinking of uh the quality of games we already have on our list boys kind of it's kind mm -hmm. of legit yeah like honestly uh it's my this is the one game i don't really have a prop for um uh, so let down there twitch but uh my number three game is i'm trying to think of a lead-in to kind of make you suspenseful for a minute uh i don't really have one it's the only game that is showing up on my top five that I played on Xbox. Mm -hmm. uh, and it is a game that seriously, John, you know, said he didn't know what to put four or five. I seriously considered putting this game in my number one game. Oh, wow. That's how much I like this game. Uh, and the game is Sea of Stars. Mm -hmm. The game is a little, little indie RPG. You know, it, it, it's like, hey, this game is single-handedly made Sean, potentially JRPG Sean, uh, when you read about it, a lot of people mention that it, it brings back and it reminds them of playing games like uh, Chrono Trigger or uh, the old school Final Fantasies. And those are games I never played growing up. Um, there, was, there was something super magical about the sprite-based adventure that this game takes you on. Um, and, and you learning about the, the, the story, I think, is the thing that captivated me the most. It wasn't too heavy. Um, but at the same time, it really got you sort of like engaged in it and so much so that uh i think i'm i think i'm okay to say this there's an event that happens in this game that had me almost if i didn't cry my eyes welled up that's how impactful something that happened in the game happened to me in this game actually I, now that i think about it i got some things coming up that they may have already done that too but this one really stands out for me um the fact that that you could tell me that I was going to play an RPG game about, 
you know, turn turn based RPG game with sprite graphics that I would put on my top three list. I'd have been like, huh? I, but I would have been like uh, Octopath Traveler and things like that. I never played. I didn't care about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this game is great. Uh, there's no voice acting, uh, but the dialogue is is super great. The score, the music, yeah, is amazing. And and shout out to uh, to Sabotage Studios. Uh, it, it's very. I don't know. Can you imagine like putting out a game? You start as a Kickstarter, and then eventually people like, yeah, this is good stuff. And it kind of gets you in a world where in a world. people are getting fired at game studios and stuff. Like you put together something magical. Uh, I loved it. And I recommend anybody that is a fan of RPGs, JRPGs to play it. If you haven't give it a chance. Uh, even if you're an old school vet, I think you'll like it. I don't think you'll find too much to dislike about it. And I hope that when it's all said and done, you kind of think it's one of the best things you've played in a while too. So mm-hmm. shout out to Sea of Stars. And for my rating on this one, I would have gave this a 9.75. Oh, he's going up the scale. He's running out of room. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me add my name back on here. All right. So number two, let's see who's going first. We're getting out to the cream of the crop, boys. I love a good cream. I love a good cropped. Uh, what? First up for number two will be John. Yeah. Johnny boy. Yeah. And then. Da, 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 it's red versus blue right now. Then me. And then Rude. Shan. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime Chris draws his own name, rigged. <laughs> All right, y'all, we're in our top two. This is fun stuff. Fun stuff. Well, my uh, my number two game, uh, guys, has me really, really excited. I mean, this was as soon as I finished it. This was no. This was not a question. Um, Spider Man Two is my no, just kidding. <laughs> spider-man 2 was my number two and then i played this and i it's 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 kind of unfortunate because uh chris i could talk about this game with you probably for an hour or two um it really and and let me just give a shout out to chris because sean chris has been talking our ears off about this person for ever since we've been doing oh my god if you and mention the word Sam next, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I, uh, Sean, I got to tell you, man, I, you, I would, I would venture that you should probably give this a try. Yeah. Uh, so my it. number two game is Alan Wake two. Nice round of applause. And yes. I was playing this. Uh, this is one, this is one I, you know, I deserve a little bit of credit for this. This this one was this one was a slog, an, an enjoyable one, uh, because you know we were me and me and Clarissa, my my beautiful wife, your, your wife. wife. I was I was I was getting in Alan Wake two game time whenever, whenever Clarissa was tired of playing Diablo four, and I did it happily, my darling, I did. Um, but before that, I I'd, I'd never played. 
I'd never played the original Alan Wake. And the way this game was designed, the way this game was built, Alan Wake 2, I was like, I got, I, I have to play this game this year and I'm not going to play it on its own. And Chris, I don't think it's a good idea not to play the first one um, to you play can, this one. You can do it. You can get, you can get away with it, but yeah. it, it, you really lose something, I think. And I don't know, uh, this game even had more impact because I played these games virtually back to back. Chris, this game, this game is, is stunning. So I, I have to thank you for being a, a cheerleader for remedy, a cheerleader for, for, for uh, what's his name? Sam, Sam Lake. Lake, Sam Lake. Uh, because this game, just this game, it just hit different. And plus Ooh. what makes it even, what, what made it even more awesome to me is what it, it was it was survival horror and it, it's just i don't know if you got this this vibe chris but with the with the with one of the main characters and 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 her ability to sort of go into herself and yeah. think about it reminded me of of the main character of hannibal and what he would do and it had a lot of the visual yeah similarities with this and that show I mean, it was just like, I, as soon as she was doing what she was doing, I was like, this reminds me of something. What does this remind me of? It's, it's very much that and like <laughs> Mindhunter and just, yeah. just, just all the, her stuff is like all the best parts of David Fincher movies, right. that I would say. <laughs> right. It just has this, it just has this vibe and you're, and you're playing as two different characters. And it, it's one thing with, with Spider-Man two, you're playing, you're playing with two different characters with very similar game mechanics, but both of these characters have very different ways of interacting with the world and it, you're not thrown off by it. And it just does, it, it just just it does a lot of interesting things that quite frankly, I've never seen done in a game before. And there were, there were certain spots knowing, listening to you talk over the years about certain other games that he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was I was knowing in certain parts of the story where I was like that's uh that's uh, that's the guy from this and this and I was like crap now I got now I'm now I'm got to go play these other remedy games and mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. So Chris I got to give you a shout out for that man. This this game has opened up I'm a remedy fan. Yeah. I mean the first awesome. Alan Wake didn't really do that for me. I thought it was a great game. Enjoyed it. This game was just phenomenal um and had and and i said i said to chris i'm like you know i'm not going to give any any um request for the for the music episode um and it's not the song that you think because you included it but there was this other song on there the one that towards I really, the end no no okay it's a it's probably a little on the cheesier side but it was the the one that ended the second chapter wide mm-hmm. awake i just I thought so. that was a beautiful thought that was a beautiful piece um but this game is just really stunning and i could it just it, it was different. it just and and that that <laughs> that when they did that musical number on the game awards i was like this is weird what are they doing i had no context for what they were doing and that stage came up and <laughs> after a while clarissa was like how long is that song going to go <laughs> go on for it's a while um, and <laughs> And I'll be, I'll be real quick for this. I might have discovered a glitch, although it might have been something you can recover later. 
in that stage, I forgot to pick up my weapons along the way. So when I got into that area, I couldn't Ooh. go back to get the weapons. Oh, that sucks. So I was like, uh, what do I do? <laughs> so that, tri- that, that stage was very trippy and it, and it got me hung up a little bit, but play it with your headphones, man. If you, if anybody plays it, because you're walking, you're walking in this world with Alan Wake, and, you, and these shadows are everywhere, and they're saying your name. They're saying your name behind you. They're sneaking up on you, man. It's just, it's such a cerebral experience, and I am so thankful I put in the work to finish a a decade old game to get to this game. I I, I can't wait to play um, Quantum Break. I can't wait to play Control. I'm looking forward to all of it. So that's my number two. You'll be recognizing some characters right away when you play Control. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, one particular character. Um, Yeah, awesome to hear. I'm always glad to see. Join us, Sean. Join the Remedyverse. You know, cuss word, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, my number two. I think. Both of you, you can probably figure out my number one too. It's not like really that hard. Uh, is I am the only one of us who played it, so I got to give it its love. Baldur's Gate three. I think any other year, Baldur's Gate three would have been my game of the year by far. Uh, <laughs> but oh, I mean, well, I got one more. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, Baldur's Gate three though. Yeah, it does everything in rpgs that i want it's amazing production large scale it is gives you you know we're talking about like how zelda gives you a bunch of tools right and zelda's not really an rpg so i don't fault you on that zelda gives you a bunch of tools to decide how do you want to solve problems right how do you get to where you want to go how do you get to the other side of the shrine right all those kinds of things. What do you want to fuse with your weapons? And the thing I could say is like Baldur's Gate three in a way has all that as well. Like, you know, you have all these tools that you can just build and influence the world in combat to get where you want. But as you quickly find out, it also goes to a different level, which is being, you know, being able to influence where the story goes. Like, sure, you know what the big, big is going to be in the end, but it's that freedom, the freedom of being able to sit there and say, I could do this combat encounter, or I could have a bard who completely enchants people and like completely takes it a different way. You know, I could take this character in my party and that really influences what happens with these characters over here. And I'm going to have to make some hard decisions or I could just kill that character right now and not think about it again over the next hundred hours, which I did with one of them <laughs> because they were not vibing with what I was trying to do with my party. Um, I could have a little hobbit or a halfling as they're calling this game and make him a barbarian and watch this huge hulking thing in front of me. And I roll a 25 and just take half his health on one hit. If that's what I want to do, all that freedom is there. Nothing is wrong. And I mean, like I got even built more on it because, you know, I have primarily been 
playing it in a vacuum as far as my friends, right? Mike was playing it a little bit early on. Um, and I know he's eventually going to come back to it. My buddy Josh now finally has it, friend of the show, Josh. And, you know, just hearing him go through like his decision making, how he's playing it is so different from what I was doing. And that's what the allure is of these games. And the honest truth is, we have not had a CRPG with this kind of budget. Like, you know, Josh Sawyer from uh, Obsidian Oops. was talking about recently, someone asked him, they said, would you do another Pillars of Attorney game, right? Because he had to, to, you talk about Kickstarter games. That originally- Pillars of Attorney, yeah, I played yeah, that one. Was Kickstarted, right? Was that was that Larian? No, P- that's Pillars Obsidian. of Attorney. Eternity. <laughs> Obsidian did it. And he okay. said the only way he would do it is if he could now come back and do it the way Larian got with the budget they got for Baldur's Gate 3. And I'm really hoping that because of the success of this, and hopefully because of the success of Avowed, which is that same team, you know, this year, that it starts this whole entire new cycle where we can get a bunch of these CRPGs you know, on large scale, because I think when you do get that kind of investment, there is a whole group of people out there that they've shown they will, you know, they will latch on and they will play this. And I mean, it was definitely the game in PC world. It was easily the most talked about thing this year. People are still playing this game. And I mean, that's just awesome. Like I would love it. I was talked to John. I was like, we should all get this game and I'd love to do a run of it where we don't even have the NPCs. It's just us four playing D and D. Cause that's basically what it can be. If you want, I mean, and just, it took the, the air out of any other RPG I could think of this year. And the last time I felt that way was Witcher three, you know, and the last time I felt before that was Skyrim. Like it feels like a bar and I don't know when that bar will be reached again, but it's always awesome to find it when you get there in any other year, this would have been my game of the year by a mile, <laughs> but my heart's got to oh, have no. that. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> I riot. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the next game is my turn, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my number two game, and throughout this year, this game kind of was penciled in at number one. Because it is. Oh, I think The I caveat is that this is the only game that I haven't finished on my list. Gotcha. The additional caveat is that I feel so profound about this game, not because of I'm a fan of it, per se, to put on a list, but I've put over 110 hours into this game. <laughs> you can put a list on your game of the year if you put 110 hours on it, okay? I'll allow it. Um, so here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Number two game. There it is. <laughs> oh, there it is. The Twitch exclusive got to see the Triforce come up. My number two game, when it's all said and done, might be the best game I've ever played, right? I'm not there yet. Uh, from a Richard standpoint, 
It is at a 10. It will always be at a 10. It is, it is amazing. It is probably one of the best sequels, if not the best sequel to a game ever. Uh, not only did it pick up directly in the world that the previous game was on, it added layers. It added all kind of stuff. It added storytelling. All the things that Chris talked about and that John's going to talk about, it has all those things. Tears of the Kingdom is simply amazing. Uh, and I, like Chris, I, I, the one thing that I hated that I noticed is that you could tell the Switch is, is squeezing. It's, it's trying to make this game look amazing. Yeah, I have noticed that when you shrink the screen and you play it like on a, a monitor, for example, looks looks stellar, looks yes. amazing. You're like, okay, I can deal with this, but I, there is, it's amazing. I'm leaving it there. I give it a 10. It's my number two game. When I finish it, it's probably the greatest game of all time. Oh, recency biased. Uh, let me recap where we're at as we go into the final round here for sean so far he has hogwarts legacy at five star wars jedi survivor at four sea of stars at three and the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom at number two i have super mario bros wonder at five Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom at four, Liza P at three, Baldur's Gate three at two, and John has Hogwarts Legacy at five, Dead Space Remake at four, Spider-Man two at three, and Alan Wake two at two. (laughs) Fitting. I just hit me. I don't know what Chris's number one is, and I'm losing my mind. Oh, boys. We have some sol- I think we have a good, diverse, solid list between us. You know what I mean? Especially sure. since I know what Chris's number one is. I I don't know what Chris's number one is. If it's not I'll number explain- one, I'm gonna it's gonna blow my hair back. I think First I know up, what number one is. is but I also sorry. Go <sighs> Well, first up will be Sean. Okay. Uh and then we'll be John. Sean and Sean? Sean is John. Sean, John, Chris. Sean, John, Chris. Sean, John, Chris. All right. So here we go. This is going to round up your boys' top five. I don't have any props for this. Uh, I also need to make a concession. This is going to give it away for John. John, you're tied to this game because we had a deal Mm. and I let you down on my end of the deal. I later found out the reason I let you down on my end of the deal is because I never owned this game physically. Oh, really? I thought I did, but I I thought I traded it in and let you down. I did not. My number one game of the year was my first PS5 Platinum. This game sits on a 10 for me. Not in the same way that a Zelda does, for example, and, and that's how... For you folks out there that kind of weigh your games, I think you know what I mean when I try to say that. Uh, but from a entry into the way that Final Fantasy 16's combat and story is given, um, with the epic boss fights, 
And the way that it captured my, and see, you remember when I talked about Sea of Stars, how it made me cry. Final Fantasy 16 had me all up in my feelings. And when it's all said and done, I don't know that Zelda will or won't. That's why I kind of stopped when I was talking about the feelings part in Sea of Stars. Um, It's quite amazing to see what this game was able to do uh, from a standpoint of storytelling, combat, uh, everything. Now, it it's not like the Final Fantasies that we grew up on. They're kind of going away from that. And they're making them more action based, and the tie-in is an action RPG. It's not really an RPG. It's more action, if that makes sense. But uh, hmm. people are not unfamiliar with the Final Fantasy series. Uh, in in our current news, the Final Fantasy VII remake Part Two is going to be coming out soon. Uh, so this game specifically has me excited to go play Final Fantasy VII Remake and see what all that noise was about. Uh, as 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 it's well known, a lot of people like the old school Final Fantasy games, Final Fantasy VII being one of them, and that's why they chose to kind of remake VII. Uh, but the voice acting in this game, the pure imagery in this game, the fact that you got to be literal icons that you always had to fight in the other series. Um, it is, it was, uh, when I finished it, I said, this is my game of the year right now. I platinumed it. I finished it. I got all the endings, got all the stuff, did all the things, uh, shout out to the music, the story. Uh, it actually won a game award for best score in music, which is pretty cool. Uh, final fantasy 16 rounds out my top five games of 2023. There we go. John. Well, I should tell you what yours is. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh, props to Sean on that one. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get through it. It looks great on a portal, by the way. So, um, who knows if once I get that one done, it's like, oh, that's, that would have been Hogwarts right there. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> you know, <who> <laughs> Uh, but this shouldn't surprise anybody at all. And honestly, Sean, you've been to me, the probably the most surprising list. Um, but yeah, the, the, the number one, the number one game of the year, not my game of the year, it's the game of the year. Um, and anybody who questions that simply just doesn't know what the heck they're talking about. Uh, legend of Zelda tears of the kingdom. Um, this shouldn't be any surprise. It it felt like the the greatest game of all time for me. Little did I know, a few years later would have felt like a first draft, um, kind of a a, a beta, if you will. Uh, I'm not one of those people that says that I can never go back to Breath of the Wild. I think that's Hogwarts. Hogwash. It's still that's Hogwarts. Hogwarts. <laughs> that is Hogwarts. <laughs> Uh, I can definitely still go back to that one and play it. I think it's remarkable in its own right. Um, but talking about talk about that uh, talk about a game like that running on the stinky switch, man. It's like it's it's running on a coffee maker. I mean, if you if you think about it, I mean, you can. And what's and what's amazing about this game is I could take I could go to the highest point in the game and 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 
and fly down into the lowest of the lowest parts of the game. Isn't that amazing? It's such yeah. a dense, massive world, and I didn't, th- and and that's following what I thought was such an amazing, huge world that came before it. Um, I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know what to expect. Um, when 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 this game came out, I, I really wasn't, I really wasn't expecting um, the positivity it received, and you know the fact that it is sort of sharing a lot of game of the year recognition with Baldur's Gate. I think that it should still feel, I think Nintendo should still feel proud of what it accomplished with this game. Cause it was, it was definitely, it was definitely a hold my beer moment uh, for Nintendo. Um, and, and they really, they really came through. They improved on things in almost every way. I mean, people were people were talking. I remember when when the three of us and and our friends were talking about Breath of the Wild, and we were you know we'd go to lunch together and we'd say, "Well, did you see this?" And the and, and Sean would say, "No, when did that happen?" That came back, and it was great to have that back. It it, it really, really Nintendo took took advantage and realized what it what it what it created with Breath of the Wild in this on this YouTube and Twitch culture and embraced it and just gave, gave the player more tools, more accessibility and more ability to do things like those Gleoks, for example, like you could walk up to a Gleok and be completely petrified and get owned. But if you know how the systems work and you're very, and, and the more creative you are with those systems, I've seen YouTube videos where they take Gleoks out in two seconds flat by taking advantage of the tools that the developer gave the player here. And what's cool is, you know, those classic walk away from explosion cinematic moments, you know, they'll, they'll have that stuff with link. He'll, he'll fly down, drop, he'll drop out of the sky, destroy a Gleok and it shows him walking, walking away slowly. (laughs) Yes. I'm never (laughs) that good, by the way. It's just, yeah, me neither. I'm just never that creative with it, but I just, the things that it allows you to do as a player. I mean, you can, you can be this sadistic person who takes all these, all these, <laughs> um, all these Koroks and just roasts them over a spit. <laughs> I mean, I saw this one video of this, of Link kneeling in front of three Christian crosses with, with the uh, Koroks stuck to all of them. <laughs> it was just, people were doing some crazy wild things in this game. Um, and the story and the return of everyone's favorite iteration of a certain character um, was really just something people were Ganondorf. Okay. Not Ganon, but Ganondorf. Everybody knew it. It was in the trailers, (laughs) (laughs) but this game was, this game was such a joy to play. Uh, It just, it's one of those things where you can't imagine if they were to do a sequel to this, you can't imagine what else they have in their arsenal. But what's funny about that is when I played breath of the wild, I said, I don't know how they're going to top this. Nintendo's the best in the business. They're the best who have ever done it. Hands down period. They're even better than Chris. So insomniac. So, so Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, I'm shameful and I'm biased 100%. 
but that is not only my game of the year, but that is the game of the year. Nice. Hmm. Wow. It just hit me what happened on John's list. So Chris doesn't even have to go. <laughs> I, I'll tell you right now. I'm going to type something in chat. Chris, don't look at chat, Chris. All right, this is where I, John. You can look at chat. This is where I am on Chris. I don't know. I don't know where he's going to go. I just don't know. Is am I even? Is uh, it in there? If he wants me to, I'll guess. But I, I don't. No, I don't know. That no, that's not fair. But is it in there? Uh, uh no, it's not. It's the game is. What else did he play? I know my friend. Oh my god, Chris, go! I'm losing my mind. You know. Todd Howard is a gift to video games. (laughs) And as much as I would like to say he made the game of the year, the fact of the matter is he did not make the game of the year. The game of the year is the perfect mix of David Fincher and David Lynch. I got it. it. None of them. It's not on there. You weren't kidding. They're not on there. It's the game that I've already said. I mean, I said it when I got done with it. I said, it's the first one I'm giving a 10 this year that I beat. The only other one I would have given a 10 to this year is Baldur's Gate 3, but I hadn't beaten it yet. I did forget that. And uh, yeah, that would be Alan Wake 2. And I say that because, you know, the difference between Remedy and everyone else is like Nintendo has so much behind it. Insomniac has Sony behind it literally since Max Payne and they sold that off to Rockstar. This is a studio that makes games. And if you're just being honest, they do not sell. They do not sell well. Alan Wake 2 has not sold well right now, but Mm -hmm. they convince Microsoft, Epic, uh, you know, I cannot remember who finance control. Uh, I think it was it's something with numbers um 512 maybe something like that that finances these things and i think they do it because sam lake makes the most distinct things out there like they i do not know of anyone who's making things like you know this is a survival horror game i played three of them this year this doesn't feel anything like dead space this doesn't feel anything like resident evil it's definitely building off things that those two did before them i would say to some Mm. degree especially resident evil but you know it's just it's mind-boggling like to have like these little art pieces in the game where you don't have to watch this stuff it's just commercials that you can go on and watch and they're fully produced like you know they could be tv shows to now see that we're apparently going to tie everything that goes on this universe in and it works and it makes sense and it just clicks feels like something that like, you know, I'm like, is Sam Lake, the Kevin Feige of freaking video games. Is that what's happening now? Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's really that well done. Um, you know, and I think it's one of those things where if you don't know, you just, you, you can't appreciate it. You have to go in and play something like this. I, I'm with John, like Alan Wake is at, is my least favorite. The original Alan Wake is my least favorite remedy game. I think Control's probably my favorite. Then the first Max Payne, first two Max Payne games, uh, and then probably Quantum Break, right? As far as the timeline before this. And this just feels like someone taking all those lessons that they did for the last 15 years 
and bringing them all together and then going, let's go to a genre we've never done and make it work. And it's so amazing, right? Like whether you're talking about, like I said, the whole entire vibes of David Fincher, where you're going around this forest as this new original character that you have no connection to. And it works because it's tying back to things. If you've played these games that you're like, Oh, I see where the effect of what you hinted at now is having on this world to then going into the world that is very David Lynch of, of Alan Wake where everything is weird. And it's like Stephen King's worst nightmare and having the kind of puzzle solving that again, they kind of introduced in control, but taking it to a whole new level where you're piecing different parts of a story together and it completely changes a level in an instant. And you have no idea what horror is about to come out to, to come and try to kill you and make you run away everywhere you can go. Um, you know, so then as John said, like seeing something like the mind palace and, and how that works, like in going, that shouldn't work in a video game. That's just so much exposition. It would be terrible, but it makes sense. And it allows you to, and it learn was, about it was world. fun to play with. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, every environment feels distinct. Like that feels like, you know, to me, the main town of Bright Falls feels the most like someone took Twin Peaks out of that TV show and put it into a video game. It feels like a real place that could be in the upper West, you know, Pacific West. And it fits everywhere. And I think it's his best game. I don't know how that man's going to keep getting games financed. I really hope people just keep giving him money to do whatever because, and I hope, you know, maybe the recognition he got this year will maybe get some more people. I know they're about to do Max Payne 1 and 2, which that should hopefully bring some more eyes to the table because those were very popular games back then. Um, but man, yeah, it was like, it was everything I wanted from a Sam Lake video game. And, and like, that's why I'm like, yeah, Baldur's Gate 3 is by far the biggest achievement, I think. But this is like, to me, like, it's kind of like watching a director that you've loved finally doing it and also getting the recognition maybe he finally deserved, you know, where we've been going Kojima or Todd Howard or, you know, you know, Miyamoto and all these are great names, right? Who have gotten theirs at some point. It's like, finally, someone was like, yeah, Sam, like you're you're pretty freaking good at this too. And you deserve everything that you've got, but yeah, I'm really glad John played it. Sean, I would tell you, I know you played the original Alan Wake. I really think you should give that game a try. Like if you loved resident evil four, there's a lot you're going to like about Alan Wake and go, Oh, okay. And you know, even friend of the show, Mike, yeah. I know he went and played Alan Wake and he enjoyed that a good bit. And, I've, and then he played control and he really liked that. And I've been waiting for him because it's like that thing of John. I think like where you're by BK, you're like, he's waiting for you to finish Legend of Zelda. I'm like, I'm needing people to finish this game because I can't talk to them about this game until they finish it because so much crazy stuff happens and you don't want to spoil any of it for them if you can, you know. Well, that's the, that's the funny thing. The, the game gave me so much Resident Evil vibes, particularly the remake vibes. Mm -hmm. But it's so much more than that. It's it's like one it's like it's it's one layer of the cake and then it just it just stacks so much more on it. It was really a it's I don't say this too often, but it's a brilliant piece of art. It just it's it's very experimental and I've downloaded two or three 
old gods of Asgard songs since then. So <laughs> I promise you them won't be the last time you hear them if you keep yeah. playing their their catalog. Yeah. Yeah. But Chris, yeah. you want to give everybody a recap before we wrap this up? Sure. I know you just kind of gave one, but just to button it all up before we get into, you know, the fan part of the show with emails and all that stuff. Wait, where's the news? Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. <laughs> we got to talk about the it's Xbox a... Developer Direct and, and the layoffs. That's next week. And... It's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's um, fine. <laughs> okay, once again, F5, we had... Both Sean and John doing Hogwarts Legacy, and I said Super Mario Bros. Wonder. At four, Sean said Jedi Survivor. I said Tears of the Kingdom, and John said Dead Space Remake. At three, Sean, Sea of Stars, myself, Liza P., and John, Spider-Man 2. And then let's see, at number two, Sean, Legend of Zelda, Tear of the Kingdom, but caveat, might end up being his favorite game of all time when he beats it, so take that for what it is. Me, Baldur's Gate 3. And then two, Alan Wake 2, or John with Alan Wake 2 at number two. And then finally, Sean, Final Fantasy 16, myself with Alan Wake 2, and not much of a shocker here, John, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom at number one. Very nice. So I yeah. think that makes Tears of the Kingdom is the only game on all of our lists. All of our top Correct. fives. Yeah. No, Hogwarts. Ladies and gentlemen, Hogwarts. Weekly well, Games oh. Chat, Game of the Year. Hogwarts. No, Hogwarts was too. Chris made a good point. Hogwarts was on Hog- both of yours, but it wasn't on yeah. that. No. Yeah. Oh, was- yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is weekly game chats game of the year. Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> Woohoo. Uh, I really wanted to just go ahead and start to be like, how can I troll these guys for five minutes of talking about how amazing Starfield is? Well, when yeah. you started off with Todd <laughs> Howard, I was like, there's no way. I knew this was. I, I knew this was Alan Wake too. I, the moment, I, I don't the moment know. I'm he went so stupid. You just literally Baldur's Gate two. I was like, yeah. You 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 yeah. told him thank you so much for Alan Wake two, and I I mm-hmm. he loved that game so much. Yeah. I'm so dumb. And he's not I'm a survival dumb. horror fan in general, not, dude. Mean, you didn't really... have Resident Evil four on your list. Like I said, it, it, Alan Wake two kind of had those Resident Evil four vibes in many aspects of it. Am I crazy um, that Metroid Prime Remastered could have been on a list? Mm-hmm. I no, was actually crazy. that was that was actually the most surprising for me for you. I thought you would that is like Metroid this is a good time to say yeah. what's what's that just missed it or that would have I think if I would have finished Resident Evil Prime that would have messed me up. Uh, uh, Metroid, I said Resident Evil Prime. I mean Metroid <laughs> Prime. That would have messed my list up because that game's amazing. Well, what just what just missed it was Resident Evil Four. Right, like right there. Earlier today, it was earlier today. It was going to be f- the game of the year list of survival horror games, but I, I, it just, I, I, I just, I couldn't do it. Nice, I, Chris. What would have been for you? It was a number five. Was really a battle up till today between Mario, Jedi Survivor, Spider Man Two, and Diablo Four. Those were the ones that oh, I kept going nice. between. Yeah, very nice. Uh, that's that's fun, man. Mm. I, I like when we do this. Are we still recording? Yeah. <laughs> Good thing I didn't drop but, any f bombs. Oh, oh but and, no. Uh, uh, we we look forward to this part of the year, ladies and gentlemen. It, it kind of reminds us on what was, and it gives us a glimpse onto what we got to look forward to. 
there was somebody in chat who kind of made a joke. I don't know if you two saw it, where they were like, this week, game of the year for 2023. Next week, what they're looking for in 2024. The week after that, John takes PTO. (laughs) (laughs) Question. Question. It would be when can we submit PTO? If Mike is implying in chat, I'm wondering. Yeah, Ragnarok was last year, Mike. But you know, I could have I almost did also as the other troll I was gonna do when it was like during the break I played a little thing called God of War Valhalla. (laughs) (laughs) Which I did play. And it is great. Yeah. But uh, you know, it'd just been funny to try to justify that as my number one. (laughs) I almost because at some point I was gonna put the VR headset on and say, you know how much I love VR. I was, I was, okay, that's the surprise of the year that you had no VR titles, right? There were solid ones I played, but they just didn't feel like you always put one in there. You always give it, give it the love that it deserves. So I knew this year, uh, the top five were so, dude, the top seven for me were amazing. Exactly. Like a top 10, you could have done a top 10. And like I said, most years you're eight, nine, ten, they would be in your top five. Yeah. I mean, and that's what like again, it's exciting this year because there's a lot of stuff I don't think we're expecting and we know for sure yet. But it's also interesting because it's like we get to have one of these years where we're like, what's gonna be the thing that surprises us that we're just not seeing right now? You know, obviously I think for the public this year that was Baller's Gate three, right? That no one saw that coming. But this year, I'm like, I don't even know what one. Would I don't. Be I don't hand. know yet. Yeah, I kind of. It kind of scares me on one hand, but on the mm-hmm. other, it's like, let's just let's have fun. Let's hold on and see what happens. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Are right, you ready to go to news, Chris? I I gotta go to restroom. Why is this not switching? I can't get the thing to switch. <laughs> Are we recording still? Yeah, we are. But uh, I can do this, hopefully. It's I'm fine. Go, I'm, I'm about gonna... to play the game that I've been playing when we weren't recording and saying a word. All right. Let's uh, wrap this up, guys. Electronic mail from the future. Everything of my things on here is like breaking. I don't know if they even heard that. Did you hear me say in the year 3000? That's great. Jazz. Jazz. Okay. I know why. Start over. Just start the thing over. No, no, no. And now we, we need John to say, John needs to say email, 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 email. He's e- e- email, email.
yeah. email. There we go. Now we're legit. Ladies right. and gentlemen, of course, if you listen to the show, you know how to get in touch with us. Our official inbox is weeklygameschat at gmail.com. And I just told you, if you're not familiar with the show, that's how you can get in and we'll read your email. Boys, there's three emails. Do you want to split them up? Um, or, yeah, let's do one apiece. Let's do one apiece. All right. But Chris, remind the people if they want to send an email who they can be just like. Why they can be just like Alejandro, as always. He calls this gaming slash podcast. Gentlemen, first off, Happy New Year. I hope you had a Merry Christmas holiday. I didn't have to go to work during your last Twitch stream of 2023, so I listened to it at home while playing the most recent Saints Row. Yes, that game is janky and cringy, but it's a mindless shoot shoot show that I could play while listening to a podcast. Question! Do you fellows do this too? If yes, then what game goes well with podcasts and what game goes well with games? Multitaskingly yours, Alejandro, and this is sent from my crib in sunny Santo Elos. I think that's the city in Saints Row. Elso? Elso? Yeah, whatever. I don't know. I remember my first word. (laughs) Mother. Uh, I don't. I don't think I listen to podcasts and play games. I'll, I'll throw on some music and play games in a heartbeat. But let me think about, well, I'm kind of a podcast snob. I don't listen to, let me go, let me go to my phone real quick while you guys, I'm going to tell you who's on. So weekly games chat is on my podcast. Mm-hmm. Bill Burr Monday morning podcast is on mine. Songs that explain the nineties. Hmm. Undisclosed and This American Life. This American Life. Oh, wow. Those are my top ones that I listen to. Yeah. Okay. Um, so think about that. Like, what would I could I play a game with? That'd be kind of cool. I would say uh, the main thing I do it with is I like is sports games, right? Like if I'm playing 2k or of course rocket league things like that where you know there's not some narrative thread or like world it's just like yeah playing the game and i kind of know what the routine is right that's primarily what i do i am incapable sorry i was like what about you john (laughs) oh i'm in i'm incapable of listening to something while gaming like I can, I can crack open a podcast while I'm working, do working on something in the house, or doing yard work. But while I'm gaming, I'm gaming. I I can't, I can't listen to music, audiobook, podcast, have some TV show on in the background. I I can't, I can't do it. Yeah, the number one place I listen to a podcast is work, <laughs> like sitting at my desk at work. Hmm. Not too shabby though, man. That got our brains kind of going, and you got to kind of peek inside our brains about our podcast. Get out of my great. brain. Get out of my brain. Yeah, John and Chris listen to all kind of podcasts. They're like, they're traitors. <laughs> I don't know why this broke, by the way, but it did. John, do you want to read the next one or the last one? Uh, matters not. I will take this one. Okay. Uh, this all the way from the year 2024. 
I'll wait. <laughs> this comes from Judd. First happy new year to the greatest podcast about video games that makes no money. Oh, wait, he didn't what, say that. What? Part. What? Did he say that? No, he didn't <laughs> say that part. John, there's a cuss word, so be careful. Oh, okay. Woo. Yeah, Second. It's a good one. <laughs> Second. And as and I say this with my deepest sympathies, but F Bama. Wow. <laughs> as a UGA alum and diehard Georgia fan, I can tell you how bitter I've been the past few weeks. Well, John can tell you. He knows. <laughs> I will miss football chat and wouldn't mind a whole podcast dedicated to that starring the three of you. Eh, I'd listen. Uh, in fact, if you all could do different podcasts about various topics each week, that would be super. Here's your weekly lineup. Weekly game chat number one, old man chat. We should actually add old man chat. Like how, uh, yeah, like on a Thursday. Yeah. Football <laughs> chat number three and number four, union chat. Number five, your wife chat. Your wife, uh, your wives get on and talk uh, stuff about the three of you. <laughs> Just like Penny in a chair. Yeah. Yeah, Chris is like, ah, yeah, can't, Chris can't be on that show. It's just me and you, John. <laughs> My wife just voiced some enthusiasm. Yeah, we'd be the new, that. you know, the Jason Kelsey brother or the Kelsey Brothers podcast. We'd be that, John. It'd be yeah, great. You, you can have Saturday and Sunday off to prepare for the next week's topics. Now to game, now, now to some gaming. John, why have you not played Blasphemous? Or maybe you have and I don't remember. I'm old. Actually, I think I'm like one day older than Sean. Me birthday is four twenty-eight eighty. He really is like two days older than me. Let's see. That's amazing. Why that made me so excited? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Go ahead, John. No, no, no. I'm I'm checking something. I think blasphemous. The first blasphemous is actually in my wish list on Steam. Um, Blasphemous 2 came out last year and will be my next download now that I've completed my run through Night City. What a masterpiece of a game that was, but now I need some side-scrolling action. That's basically it. You all are the GOAT. Uh, Sean, GOAT is greatest of all time. Yes. Uh, Looking forward to another year with y'all. Okay, bye. (laughs) Judd. So um, Blasphemous 2, I didn't I didn't know it was a thing, but I can get Blasphemous on Steam now for $6.24. Do I have Blasphemous 2 somewhere? This is the perfect time to look for that, John. Perfect time. <laughs> Y'all hang in there. Stay with I, me. I, I, I literally, what's crazy, I would never have brought this up to you guys, but I'll just uh-huh. say it now. I've thought about having sub, sub podcast, if you will, like of a, a niche of something we do, like old man chat, for example, just rail off of a topic for 20, 30 minutes and that'd be the show or football chat. Well, Sean, this, this, this resonates in my brain. You said this many years ago, but you said if Chris wasn't around, you and I would go off and do a pod sh- podcast about Nintendo and DJ. <laughs> that'd be amazing. Right. <laughs> It'd be amazing. Chris would be like, oh, I hate DJs. They suck. And Nintendo's blast. Phil Spencer. Actually, Chris is Chris is a fanboy of Nintendo. Yeah, no kidding. He had more Nintendo games on his. Yes. Chris beat me and you. Why I'm, surprised, I'm surprised Wonder was not on your list, Sean. The only reason is I didn't. I, I couldn't put two <laughs> games that I hadn't completed on. Mm-hmm. wonder i'm far in but it's i think that game you needed to complete to put it on your list yeah sure 
It's, it's because a you're a, That's uh, not a knock. No, it's because you're a bigger Hogwarts homer than you are a Nintendo homer. And we know where your loyalties... Mods, can you move me? I don't want to be here anymore. So (laughs) We know where your loyalties lie now, sir. Speaking of wonder, um, Chris, uh, Sean, I have a brother. What? Uh, And with Mario Wonder, he has done 100% completion. He has done every level. He has gotten every star. He has done... He is... When it comes to Mario Brothers... Man, that that dude, he like his his game of the century was probably Mario Maker Two. <laughs> he loves that thing. That thing is so that that's legit. <laughs> Final email this week uh, is titled "Canceled Games." It's from our friend John uh, Marcel. Whoops. Hey guys, hey. hey, happy New Year to everyone. Hope you all enjoyed the break from work and podcasting. Indeed, we did. So this is my thoughts on the canceled Last of Us multiplayer. I really enjoyed Factions on the original Last of Us. It was almost like a slower version of Gears of War. It had the same limited ammo and health supplies the main game had, so the combat was very intense. I was very excited for them to do a follow-up to the multiplayer, but I don't think anyone was asking for them to make it this giant, ambitious project that had never been done before. I feel like fans would have been happy with just expanding on what they already had done in the past. I also wish that we would at least get to see what canceled games look like. Imagine if Nintendo announced tomorrow that Metroid Prime 4 was canceled after all these years. Shouldn't we at least be able to see what the project looked like? I just feel like fans deserve to at least see what these canceled projects look like. I That's like the third time he said it, so hmm. he definitely... I, I It's resonating with me, too, i got to be honest. All right, he goes on to say, anyway... Chris did an amazing job with the music. Spectacular. Woo-hoo. Cue in some applause. Good job, Chris. I think it's the first one I've listened to more than once. Whoa. Props. I also immediately immediately bought Alan Wake 2 after hearing Herald of Darkness. Yeah. So thanks for that, Chris. So far, it's an amazing game. Keep up all the good work, guys. From your boy, John Marcel. Thanks for the email. And that's it. That's three emails after a vacation, boys. My finger, it wants, it wants, it's getting twitchy. It might, if there's not something there next week, I don't know what might happen. All I'm saying is you said twitchy. I think Twitch. And now I have to say on X, you can find us at weekly games chat. Uh, The only mention that I want to point out is that uh, we saw several of these and some of these were in discord. That's going to be the tie in for me going there. We were finished like in folks's top, one two and three of stuff they listen to on like podcasts we were also in a lot of people's top list of what they watched on twitch so thank you guys for that once again if you want to find us on x it's weekly games chat on on there and let me go it's the craziest thing ever i don't even know what i'm doing anymore profile there we go uh no new followers so we should be good. We got one. Hey, we got one. Uh, so this is at Shazzy's one three eight four three. You know, sometimes I talk about like what you what your your thing says, right? Like, like for example, the Skull Hop was a podcast. I talked about them. They like the Vikings. Uh, mm-hmm. Yours is in Spanish. I have no idea what it means. So I'm going to say thank you for the follow and I'm following you back. Hmm. And I think that's it for there. Um, So once again, at Weekly Games Chat. 
Discord boys, I think there was a few emails. I think. I'm looking. Yes, we have one. Chris, Chris, John, do y'all have it pulled up? Or uh, I can't. That's right, because you're, yeah, you got the yeah. things going on. It's from Yuri. Says, hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> I, I'm fine. I finally finished Borderlands 3 on Christmas Day. I played it on my Mac Mini M1. It's running surprisingly well, except during some overly busy brawls when the frame rate drops considerably. This was probably the first game I remember that pulled James Cam- that pulled James Cameron's alien style with a fake end boss fight only to continue for several more hours. <laughs> I like the planet hopping and the variety of environments. Before this, I played Borderlands 2 on PS3 but could not finish it. Yeah, I couldn't either. Thanks, Chris. I hope to dust it off now. I'm not sure if I asked this before, but is there anybody here who is at least occasionally gaming on a Mac PC? Negative. Negative. I have a Mac that I DJ on. That is it. That is it. Mm-hmm. Well, the John, do you game on your um on your Mac? Mm-mm. I don't have one. <laughs> I love the honest answer. <laughs> I think I need literal John no, in my I life. Said, I said, no, I don't, because I forgot I didn't have one. Yeah, no, so I don't. I, do. I don't have I one. To... Like, that's the way Like those kind of answers need to happen the whole year. <laughs> hey, John, did you like that food? No, I don't. It was not good. And I didn't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hey, coming up is uh, the playoffs of the NFL, Super Bowl, and all that stuff. I'm sure we'll get to talking about all that next week. But for now, this has been episode 431 of Weekly Game Chat. Wherever you find our show, please leave us a nice thumbs up, a like, four stars, five stars, something to let the folks find us just like you did. Hey, if you want to watch us on on the internet, twitch.tv, just search for Weekly Games Chat and you'll see our ugly faces. It'll be a good time. Our official inbox is Weekly Games Chat, Weekly Games Chat at gmail.com. We're on X at Weekly Games Chat. And of course, for all of the ins and outs of the show, check out our Discord. Uh, this is the time of the show. I look at John and Chris and I say, boys, I love you. Good to see you again. Game on, John. Game on, Chris. Game on, Sean. Game on, John. I, oh, he's John held up game on. Peace out, everybody. Your mom's box. What is it? Tug life. <laughs> <laughs>